Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Budget 2022 dominated the news headlines this week, but what did it mean for the business community? Ronan Furlong is the tax partner with PwC here in Wexford, and he joins me now to discuss the detail behind the headlines. Ronan, what was your overall impression of the budget? My overall impression was I had hoped there'd be a bit more creativity in it on some of the tax measures, uh, particularly from a, a green perspective. Um, and perhaps a bit more support for some of our indigenous businesses still struggling with COVID. Um, we can talk about that later on. Um, there were some good um, aspects in there, such as the digital gaming credit, which I thought was uh, an interesting uh, introduction. Um, uh, you know, and some of the you know announcements on the on the capital on the spending side were positive. In particular, to be honest with you, I thought was what was announced last week was almost there was two very big announcements last week, which we'll get into in a minute, um, which I thought were even more significant to a certain extent, which was the national development plan, but also the corporate tax reform. And Ronan, specifically, what green supports would you like to have seen in the budget? Whilst there were some, you know, change in there, we had the carbon taxes, we had, he's going to keep some of the EV reliefs and stuff, which is welcome uh, because there was speculation some of those would be scrapped. But, you know, most of the, you know, initiatives that were announced were really changes to existing reliefs, such as, you know, the um, enhanced capital allowances um, for hydrogen and gas vehicles and things like that. Um, when you look at the actual, the estimates of what the cost of some of those measures will be, um, like they're negligible. And that'll tell you how significant the changes are, if you know what I mean. So what I was hoping, we have a very good research and development tax credit regime. It's very popular. And I was hoping that they would use that as a way to incentivize. You don't see, you don't see it used very much for uh, green energy, um, green energy storage, uh, hydrogen storage, hydrogen creation. And I was hoping that they might bring in some measures to really uh, boost that sector of the economy because you know you, you know all you have to do is look off the coast of Wexford and see the potential for you know renewable energy uh, and you know the southeast can really be uh, a leader um, in Ireland in that regard and so I, I suppose it would have been good if they they could have been a bit more creative in terms of the research and development tax credits to really spur more innovation and more investment by uh, indigenous Irish businesses uh, in that sector. And, of course, the Climate Action Plan is due to be launched by Minister Eamon Ryan in the coming weeks. Maybe they're holding off to announce some of those supports within that. Perhaps they are. Perhaps they are. And I hope that you're right. Although the budget was probably the place to, you know, um, announce measures from the perspective of research and development tax credits and that type of thing. That said, um, the finance bill will be out uh, in the next three weeks or so and you know perhaps that might dovetail with you know Minister Ryan's announcements as well. One piece of good news that came out of the budget was that businesses will welcome the extension of the employment wage subsidy scheme until April 2022. Yeah. How critical was that Ronan? Oh it's really important. Uh, we, we lobbied very hard for that. Um, look uh, an awful lot of businesses and, and you know let's give the government credit for introducing it in the first place it proved to be extremely successful and it kept you know businesses that were on life support it kept them going particularly in the retail hospitality etc sectors um, so it was really really important measure and we had you know we had pushed um, government hard that they would extend it until at least um, but we were hoping it might go a bit further in April 22 but look you know they deserve credit for doing that 
um, as you know, it, it, it will get tapered um, from December onwards and then it'll fall to a, a flat rate for, for March and April. Um, just as the PUP, as you also know, is getting tapered as well. That, that's due to expire in February next year. Um, but it, it is a significant measure and I think a welcome measure and one of the more positive aspects of the budget. The revenues tax warehousing scheme expires in December. Were you hoping that that was going to be extended also? We had hoped that that would be extended for at least another six months. A large amount of you know, homegrown Irish-owned companies have availed of that and it's a very valuable relief Again, they deserve, you know, the government deserve credit for bringing it in the first place. And, you know, just to confirm, it, it, it seems, you know, because there's no announcement on it, it seems what it means is that there will be no new entrants allowed after 31 December 21. But for companies that are in it, they can still avail of 0% in 22 and that'll go up to 3% in 23. So if you're in it, there should still be scope Um to push it forward, it's just really for new entrants going forward. But, but it, it is somewhat disappointing because we had hoped, and in fact we, we had suggested that it should be extended a bit longer. Because, in fairness, I can understand their, you know, the rationale, the the economy, um, uh, you know, in pretty much all sectors now is doing very well, and they may feel that the need for this has dissipated. But I, I think some sectors are only really finding their feet, particularly. Uh, tourism and retail and they, they might have needed a, a bit more support for a bit longer you know I am hearing as well from some of the finance providers that it's expected that the revenue will provide businesses with up to three years to repay that debt that's owed under that revenues tax warehousing scheme quite a short period of time Ronan I have to say but in the mm-hmm. background here the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland are soon to launch bills a new six year loan at a 4% interest rate maybe mm-hmm. that's the solution for those businesses yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point, and thanks, thanks for raising that. It's a good point. Perhaps business will be able to segue into that or access those funds to help them not just expand but also deal with existing debts. Um, so, you know, um, uh, that's a good point. Now, of course, there were some changes to the Employment Investment Incentive Scheme. What were they, and do you think that they went far enough in making it a more attractive scheme? That scheme was introduced to replace the old BES relief, and the big problem with BES relief was the red tape involved with it, which was really quite, um, you know, stifling. And, uh, you know, we were very excited when we heard uh, the minister mention yesterday entrepreneurs and supporting entrepreneurs. What he's mentioned don't seem overly significant, although, um, you know, they, they are welcome. I mean, the problem with that relief, Carol, to be honest with you, is it's still, it was supposed to cut down on the red tape, um, you know, that's involved with the BES relief, but it, 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 it it's a very, it, in itself, a very complex relief. It, it, it's not that successful. It's not that popular because there is so much red tape. I mean, you're talking about, you know, tens of pages of the tax acts are involved, 100 pages of revenue guidance notes. So it's a complex area. And, you know, it, it, it hasn't proved to be as popular as you'd hope because it should, when you stand back from it, it should be a fairly straightforward regime. It's about funding Irish startups and SMEs. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's a relief that really requires root and branch um a root and branch review, which is which is not what the minister announced, you know. Um, so what so what he did say is he's going to relax the rules around the capital redemption window that's provided for, and then it was buying back the investor shares, and also he's he's removing the thirty percent expenditure rule for 
um, for um, investment, uh, which he thinks is restrictive. So, look, it's positive to see those changes, but I, I think it needs more. As I say, I think, it, I think it needs a root and branch review, to be honest with you. I would agree with you, and I think that that EIIS scheme has the ability to change the face of the startup community here in Ireland yeah, and to well give said. them the rocket fuel that they need to grow internationally. Well said. Well said. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, but, but as I say, it needs a major overhaul, you know. Talk to us about the accelerated capital allowance scheme for those that aren't familiar with it and how that was revised as part of Budget 2022. Yeah, well, it's it, it's a good relief, um, and what it means is that a company can get 100% capital write-off for expenditure on certain you know energy-efficient assets that are acquired, um, and you know it, it is a popular one, a popular relief. Um, the, the assets must be, you know, they must be qualifying assets, and there's a there's a list on the revenues uh, website in terms of assets that qualify for the relief. Um, but I wouldn't get too carried away with the. I guess, again, I'm not trying to sound negative, but the extent of the actual changes they're quite minor. They're they're extending it for gas-powered vehicles and now hydrogen-powered vehicles, which is positive. But again, as I mentioned earlier, when you look at what they're estimating the cost to the exchequer of these changes will be, it's quite negligible. So they're not envisaging that a huge amount of you know this is going to cost the exchequer very much money. Let's put it like that. So. Um, I would see it as a, somewhat as a, you know, um, a tweaking of the existing relief rather than kind of a, a significant change. There has been much talk, Ronan, of course, about the new global corporate tax rate of 15%, but this won't have any impact on SMEs. No, no. And that, I think the, the minister, like this has been a big win for Ireland. I think the minister showed uh, both skill and resilience in achieving this result, Carol. Um, uh, when you consider how it could, it could have gone the other way. So he's achieved a number of big wins. First of all, the 15% is a, a ceiling rather than the floor, uh, which is a significant change. Um, so uh, and secondly, um, he has achieved this carve-out um, for companies with turnover below $750 million. And you know what that means in practice is over 160,000 companies that currently operate in Ireland will not be affected by this higher 15% rate and will continue to benefit from the 12.5% rate. There's Pillar 1 and Pillar 2. That's the Pillar 2 aspect of the reforms. Pillar 1 is, you know, reallocating, you know, certain profits um, generated by international companies. But again, even there, the threshold is massive. It's companies with 20 billion turnover. So again, not a concern for Irish SMEs. And I'll be honest with you, when you consider the amount of, you know, Irish-owned companies that service, uh, never mind the, the actual companies and themselves and their employees, but the amount of indirect employment and the amount of, um, you know, Irish companies that actually service these uh, entities is really important. I mean, and apart from that, when you think about it, like our corporate tax receipts are already up by a billion this year, right? They're ahead, they're a billion ahead of estimates and 85% of all our corporation tax is paid by foreign-owned companies that have established in Ireland. So, this is really important to get right. One thing that I'm sure you're tracking, uh, that we're watching very carefully as well, is the whole US tax reform piece, because that plays into this. And we're getting bogged down in the detail. Uh, it had started out with those proposals that they would tax subsidiaries of US companies at a 21% rate, which would have been a problem for Ireland. But that's now fallen quite a bit, it seems, in the most recent congressional negotiations. And, you know, um, you know, it, look, it, it, I don't want to create a hostage to fortune, um, but 
uh, if it was to land at a lower level of, we'll say, 16% or 17%, something like that, I think that's that wouldn't be overly problematic for Ireland leaders. Ronan, one new tax that there was lots of debate around after Budget 22 was announced was the zoned land tax at 3%. What are your thoughts on that? So I, I, I think this will make a big difference. It really is our, you know, is our planning system and, you know, uh, you know, up to the task. And I'm not saying it's not, but it'll really be tested by this because one would expect far more applicants to be going through the system. So do they need more resources from that perspective? And secondly, you know, Irish water, because um, as I say, it's something that one hears an awful lot is that, you know, that there isn't a, you know, there isn't a water supply, the water servicing to, you know, actually develop these sites when they do get planning. So it's a big issue. Um, but again, there was funding announced there as well. So it's all about, you know, turning that into, you know, reality on the ground at this stage because it's, it's, it's a huge issue. Let's move on. The corporation tax relief for startups was extended in budget 2022. Provide mm. us with an insight into what that means, Ronan. And secondly, how beneficial could this change be? Well, look, it's an extension from three to five years, so that's positive. Um, uh, you know, qu- quite a few companies avail of it. There is a link to creating employment as well, so it depends on the level of employment within the startup itself. Um, I, I see that again as a, as a positive development, but it's, I, I wouldn't like to say it's a game changer or anything like that. It's it's look, startups startups need incubation space, and this will give them you know additional incubation space. But again, the actual benefit of the relief is is linked to the amount of employment created as well. So, you know, um, sometimes startups you know don't have huge amounts of employees some of them some of them do it depends on the startup in, in question really in terms of how much they benefit from this relief but uh look it's, it's a positive move well if you've just tuned in that was ronan furlong the tax partner with pwc and i'd like to thank ronan for sharing his insights with us this morning southeast radio's business matters with carl fitzpatrick Southeast.